Hi, everybody. It's Elle here. And I just want to give a quick shout out to our partners and our supporters and the people that edit and put this show together over at Pretty Easy Podcast. Now, we get a lot of compliments on how the show sounds and how it looks on YouTube, but that would not be without Pretty Easy Podcast and the amazing team that they have. If you are looking to create your own podcast or maybe you have some ideas of some social media endeavors, Pretty Easy Podcast has the technology, the equipment, and the skills to make your podcast sound great at your own disposal at your own time so record from home your office a park wherever they will help you out please give them a email at prettyeasypodcast.com once again that is prettyeasypodcast.com and thanks for listening Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone from the non-conforming world, if you're listening to this, you're listening to Queer Late Night, I'm your host, Elmet Colors, and I am so appreciative, that's a word mm-hmm. I would use for this, and thankful to once again be back in front of you and also in your inner monitors. I have the wonderful pleasure tonight to do an interview with, guess who else, our resident co-host, Mr. Ricky Roman. Hi! Hello, 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 hello. And, um... Very more importantly, very more importantly, <laughs> is that a word? Mm, I have a lot of too many. I think it's I have many. a lot of times when I sit on here and I try to say things and it comes out fucked up. And I'm like, I'll get them to edit it out, but I'm like, no, leave it in there. Let everybody know there's a fork lodged in your brain somewhere. So that's what we do here. Um, listeners, I have the opportunity tonight. I'm going to read you this intro and hopefully you enjoy it. This person, okay. Let me see if I can read. Hailing from Sunnyside, Queens, Glowjob is a circus, mime, clown, burlesque, go-go, pole, aerial, crafty, look queen, here to bring some joy and colorful into your world. You can find them often on stage with Suzanne Barch and co for New York, New York, performing resident artist and drag bartender at House of Yes, throwing her own parties at Wit Retro Factory and giving Glowjobs mm-hmm. all over the city as a regular nightlife fixture. Highly, fuck, can't say that word. <laughs> highly re- res- recognizable. Highly recognizable and yet unforgettable experience of Glowjob. <laughs> Y'all like that? Close. Uh-huh. Highly recognizable. <sighs> take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> okay, let's start over. Highly recognizable yet undefinable. 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 You are going to have to make smaller words for me. Undefinable experience. A glow job for yourself. Experience a glow job for yourself. Did I ever say that wrong again? There's a comma there. Oh, I mean, I'm going to start all over. Hailing from Sunnyside, Queens. Oh, my Queens. God. <laughs> you, you, you signed up for this. Uh, uh, hailing from Sunnyside, Queens. Glow job is a circus, mime, clown, burlesque, go-go, pole, aerial, craft, look queen. Here to bring some joy and colorful color into your world you can find her often on stage at suzanne barch and co of new york new york performing as a resident artist and drag bartender at house of yes throwing her own parties with retro factory and giving glow jobs all over the city as a regular nightlife fixture highly recognizable yet undefinable experience a glow job yourself find her on instagram at glow jobs to see what's up and links in the bio. I'm going to cut that part out of the show because I was going to do that at the end. 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody that's listening out there in the whole eye world, glow jobs. Hi. We're going to get one of those buttons installed, but I like that you do it every time. Every time. I will just interrupt right off the bat because the name is Glow Job. Yep. Singular. It's just one. There's no S. Right. You just can thank Apple for fucking me over with every time. Oh, I all the, the time. Word. Yeah. But it's glow job. Right. Glow job. No S. Don't say an S. <laughs> when you see her out in public, you better say job. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's you can call me glow. Glow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Glow. Welcome to the show, glow. Thank you. Thank you're, you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for um, agreeing to come on. First question. How are you? I am great. I am tired, but I'm great. You're, yeah, I'm yeah. tired too. It's a good, a good kind of tired, though, you know? <laughs> yeah. Summer's yeah. almost over. Are you? Ugh. How are you feeling about that? I am refusing to believe that's true. Ooh. I am planning on going to re-speech on Saturday. It's going to be sunny. I mean, we've had a kind of rainy summer, so every sunny day that's coming our way still, I will be right. at the beach. God it bless. is summer. It is summer. What's the weather for Saturday? It's going to be 75 and sunny. Okay, so you're going to make it work. Oh, yeah. What you're saying is 75. I'm going to make it work. Mm -hmm. Slight breeze. I'll get a blanket. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, We, is there anything going on as far as, um, have you been able to go to the dentist lately? Uh, uh, I don't know. No, I mean, I I don't, I don't have insurance. Uh, I have not been in the dentist in a while. Luckily, my teeth are great. Yes, so yes, I they have, are. I have, those have, that, I have a cavity in such a long time. So you have an electric smile, really. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and you got to see with lipstick. At first, oh. when I first saw you, I was yeah. like, I think you drew your lipstick on wrong. And I was like, no, oh. it's a whole thing. Oh, whole it, thing. yeah. No, I'm kidding. I didn't think that at all. Oh, my gosh. I realized ah. that it was a whole thing. I like that. Thank what you. It's a you, signature okay. in a way. Uh-huh. For yeah. everyone that's listening, Glow Jobs is a phenomenal, everything that was in the bio, she does really well. But the makeup's also on t- on point. Thank you. I mean, when did you start doing makeup? I'm getting way ahead of the interview, but when did, when did you apply your first look? Uh, I think the first time I really did my face with intention um, as, you know, my character, this this drag persona, was for the uh, Women's March in D.C. when uh, Trump got inaugurated. So that was the first time I really went full head-to-toe drag. Um, And I came up with the the lip kind of then and there. That was the first time I painted my face like that. Was it a mistake? No. I mean, I will say... When I first started painting my face, and I re- I was seeing myself in the mirror, and I was like, "Oh, she's not that cute." Like I thought, I thought oh, I'd be really pretty, oh, which sure. is a it's Hold it's on. a I, I know that's an ego thing. I need to see. Can you can you guys do a phone? I can get you my phone. Please. Do you have your phone? That? I have my phone. Can you can bring up some. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll pull up this uh the first picture, um. But the lip, I don't know. Like I I kind of was already doing the club kid thing yeah. and out and about, and I was very much like a clown, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, and so I kind of, I kind of kept veering toward that, and it was the only way to make myself feel like I looked any sort of way intentionally. Yeah. And and I, I was, I resigned to the fact that I wasn't going to be a pretty, pretty girl, pretty queen. So I was like, well, I might as well be like kind of clownish and cartoonish because that was the vibe I already had it. coming into it. I like. And the lip, like that was the first one of my first choices, and really it just like I kept going. And then to you it. just added on top of that. I really need to deconstruct my whole face, like create new bone structures and everything. So like. <laughs> It ma- it matches because everything's a little bit bigger. Like my eyes yeah. are a little bit bigger. Yeah. The nose is like it's smaller. It's like almost but like um, it matches. You're gonna show. It's almost like uh, what do you call it? It's almost like a drawing. Oh, a drawing. okay. I thought like you were gonna a- say like prolapsed asshole because people have said that before too. I- I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> but I don't understand how they got that. Okay, or butterfly. 
maybe or a butterfly. butterfly. We Wait, like I can understand maybe how they got that, but pro- prolapsed asshole. Someone said this. I know some people are mean. You know, people are mean. Are I, mean. You look amazing. I love your hair. Thank you. I'm um, almost there. I'm pulling you almost it up. there. Yeah, it's I'm going way gonna, down my Instagram. That's how I'm pulling it up. It's way it's down. amazing too because you. I've been dabbling, dabbling and doing my makeup and it won't, it won't ever look as good as yours. No, it takes time. It takes time. That was like four years ago or something. Restructuring your face, bone structure. When people mm-hmm. say that to me, mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? Contour. Okay, here it is. Edible face job. So that was my first face. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're showing the laughing, faces. Laughing. Um, but see, yeah, the lips, those yes, are pretty much yes, yes, I the see. same ideas. I see, there. I see. The eyebrows are totally it. different. I live. It's beautiful. Let me see. Oh, that was your first Very thing? animated. Yeah. It is like a caricature. That. I like that. It is good. That's what I was going to say, caricature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, look, look how good my boot contour was already oh, back then. Yeah, I was like, titties. Yeah, right? Titties. What, do you, uh, what kind of paint do My you dad use? still thinks I get boot jobs every time I have a good boot contour. He's I like, like, I like that he even wants to look at it. My mom was here and she's <laughs> like, I never want to see you in drag. I'm like, great. Well, boom, done. We are always changing over here at Queer Late Night. We're always trying to in, uh, edit the show make more content, make the content more relatable. So we're doing something differently. This time we're going to add a new segment and it's going to be a new segment. Um, Once again, we're always picking from a good source of um, news, a good source to hear from that I'm biased, I think, in my opinion. So we're going to take an article for The Magazine and this article is titled... Texas is suing Biden so they can keep discriminating against trans people. This article is written by James. I don't want to. That's the song. James Factorial. Is that right? I would say Factorial. James James Factorial is written September 21st. So yesterday. So I'm going to read a little bit of this article just to keep people informed. Also, just so you can go out and look at legislation and also be cognitive of who you're putting in office the article reads texas is suing the biden administration so it can keep discriminating against lgbtq plus workers on monday texas attorney general ken patton filed a lawsuit seeking to block june's guidance from the equal employment opportunity commission otherwise known as the eeoc that outlined rights against lgbtq workers under federal law, the Biden administration asserted that the queer and transgender employees are protected under the work workplace protected in the workplace under the Title VII Act of the Civil Rights um, Act of 1964. Such as protections include uses of correct bathrooms, dress codes, and pronouns. But the complaint from the U.S. District Court of the Northern District of Texas in the Lone Star State alleged that the guidelines is invalid because it overstates the scope of title number seven Patton's office also claimed that the directives violates the first first and 11th amendment, the latter of which prohibits federal courts from hearing lawsuits against states. Texas constitutes constitutes agencies have a sovereign right to set their own policies about bathroom use, dress codes, pronoun usage in the workplace. So pretty much, I'm not gonna read the whole article, but Texas once again, Poor Texas is um, trying to force more conservativeness in people's lives. Um, It's unfortunate. I know recently they passed a ban on abortion. They actually, if you read, continue reading this article from Them Magazine, it goes on to say that Texas has the highest number of submission of anti-LGBTQ, anti-trans, anti-pretty much um, it's 
anti-human rights. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to continue mm-hmm. that agenda. So what I would like to say for people is, you know, know who you're putting in office, know what they're about. Also continue to fight, continue to petition, continue to sign up and to rally against this type of hate. Um, if you're looking to how you can support, how you can um, donate your money and where your money is going to, please, please, please read this article. Please support the magazine um, and be abreast to what's going on. In other news, Ricky Roman has some information for us, some fun. You know what, I'll just spill the tea. It made me laugh. He was like, can you find something lighthearted? And the news is just a, a hole of depression. Yeah, it's um, healthy not to be looking at the news no. truly, as much yeah. as we are. Blissfully unaware, ignorance mm. really is bliss. Uh, but a he's a, pa- a, a, a priest, a priest in Italy um, was just caught uh, allocating the church's funds for his own... Kiki's. He was he he was having a drug fueled gay sex parties, and uh, my takeaway was at least they weren't at least they were of age. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's about it. Wow. Oh, so <laughs> so wow. we use our ties and offering to pay for drug fueled mm-hmm. uh, sex parties. Yeah. Oh yep, wow. Yep. Um. So I'm. I think she's gonna have to step down. Yeah. But. <laughs> How how big were these parties? I don't know. How lavish were they? How did she get caught, I wonder? Another priest probably outed her. She didn't get invited. Someone <laughs> someone put someone didn't get invited. They yeah. got you, know you know what she's saying. doing with the offering money? Uh-huh. She's having drug fuel. The passing sex plate. Pa- you know the, what she's doing with that money? Yeah. Mm. Skimming off the top. Skimming a little off the top. Um well we always encourage some knowledge here on the show this is just a new segment that we added you know a little bit of news a little bit of fun news that wasn't that was uh, that was your idea of fun i i <laughs> for, uh, it was the in the depression hole that i was right you have at, to that laugh was the at one that. that made me laugh he was reading other things and i was like girl i said fun what the right fuck? It's hard. <laughs> good news it's it's always good to f- happy news yeah happy news all right my ass right we are here to talk to you and as always, this is a segment that's a fixtures in the show. We have queer questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach. Yeah. Job. Right. No Zach S. Job is my real name. Yeah. No <laughs> S. Correct. Because I did the research. <laughs> Dorothy Blanche Sophia Rose. Golden Girls, you know about it? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, well, I'm from Minnesota, so a part of me wants to say Rose, uh, but I am also a big slut. So I know that you read the question before. <laughs> Uh-huh. But I didn't even ask you the question. Oh, shit. Which one are you? Uh, well, I, I think we, were, we all knew that's where that question yeah. was going. Um, so well, I suppose in the end, uh, Blanche. I could have been like, which one would you hump? <laughs> I could have said that. No. You would have be Blanche? I don't know. I mean, she's just like free, like sexually liberated. Yeah. Uh, that's something I am. Okay. Um, you know, she has okay. fun, fun with the fellas. <laughs> okay. okay. That's why. I like that. Sure. All right. Rick, it's your turn. Um, to answer that question. Yeah. Oh. oh God, I really know him by name. I'm such a bad gay. Oh wow. The yeah. slutty one. For the same reasons. Blanche. <laughs> Blanche. Blanche. Slut, a bunch of Blanche. Yes. Do you watch the show? Have you watched the show before? I've watched it. I've watched episodes. I haven't watched it religiously. Okay. Um, I know the vibe of each. I know Betty White's on it. I know Betty White's. She's right. They're funny. It's it's a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, like. Yeah, hard time putting it's, names. I know one's a slut. It's iconically one of those shows that you can rewatch some of the episodes and still laugh. 
Oh, very. And it was like it's, super it's progressive. Like the themes, very and... for the time, especially. Absolutely. Well, yeah. uh, it's it's kind of timeless because you know you'll see it on and you're like, this still stands. Or mm-hmm. if you see the conversations they were having, even um, they there's some nods to their feelings on gay rights or gay people, queer people in general, and it's you know po- one of positivity mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's a nice conversation to see them having, you know? Right. Nice light. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess I would be, I am not the slutty one. I could be the slutty one, but mm-hmm. I told myself I wasn't going to do two because I would be like, oh, I'm going to do, uh, can I pick two? No, we can pick one. So I would be Rose. Okay. I like jokes. Mm-hmm. I like is that jo- the Southern Belle? That's. No, she's the Minnesotan. No, the Southern Belle is you. I'm saying Blair. that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's from St. Augustine. Rose is from St. Augustine in the show, and she keeps isn't it St. Olaf? St. Augustine, St. Olaf. I don't know. <laughs> it's one of the two. She always kept. She tells everyone who's listening to this know who I'm talking about. Okay, mm-hmm. if you don't go watch some Golden Golden Girls, it's on Hulu. They're not sponsoring me, but I just told you, so maybe they'll give me some money. Bam, 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 <laughs> bam, bam, bam. We are. I'm getting Dorothy vibes from you. I'm not gonna Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Is that Betty White? No, no, that's the B. That's, Arthur. That's B. Arthur. Too. B. B. Arthur, who okay. my mom tried to convince me was a trans person. I was like, Mom. Wow. I was like, Mom, oh, who told you these things? I was like, Let's. I went down the whole thing. I went. To, we went to white, uh, Wikipedia. I was like, Mom, no. I was like, Stop believing everything you hear. Right. Anyway, was, <laughs> she was lo- she was lovely. She was here this past weekend. I had a really good time. She did a lot of walking. Didn't enjoy too much of it by sunday she was ready to leave literally we walked two blocks and she was like can we just get my suitcase and go wow. i was like well <laughs> i mean if you want to mm-hmm. um but nonetheless that's what we have for our queer questions <laughs> for the beginning of our show this this episode i hope you're enjoying the show so far i want to take a minute to give our sponsors an opportunity to sponsor our show um sadly we don't have any sponsors but (laughs) you are listening to queer late night if you would like to sponsor the show if you would like to see more show from us have more questions um see more guests guests you know thank you jack fuck me zach my my i'm so tongue-tied today thank you zach for coming on with no money i would like to start paying (laughs) guests so when i you're lucky this is my the very last gig i will do for free ever ever right now yep i've made that decision today today Uh was it when you got here (laughs) no my (laughs) my phone has been blowing up i've been blessed like i'm so busy right now okay and i'm happy to talk more about that but like i honestly like i have to start saying no to things and so i might as well just keep saying yes to the things you need to fill in because i need money <laughs> i would like some money i like that no you should definitely be getting paid because you are out there doing it and the reason why and this is a good segue for the show you are on it you've been you just did something on you did oh, you're on the virgin cruise you were able mm-hmm. to do a night there that's amazing i'm really proud of you and before i get any farther the segment and the title of this show is in this economy zach job no s story interview it's an interview but it's Uh a little bit of storytelling yeah i brought i came up with this idea especially when i was looking through my friends list you inspired me about two years ago or three years ago on facebook you announced that you were leaving your job Mm -hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about that but you announced that you're leaving your job and you were going to pursue your passion which was being a nightlife um creative yeah and that's iconic because i am trying to do this show in the midst of working a 40-hour public service job, which is very mm. hard. Um, so congratulations and keep Thank you. up the good work. I'm really happy for you. This is Queer Late Night, 
Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Or watch episodes on YouTube by searching Queer Late Night. And now back to the show. I want to start the questions off. Um, of course, it's an open, you know, format. Of mm-hmm. course, of course. But I want to ask you a really important question. Are you yeah. Ready? Are you ready? Shoot. This is going to be probably one of the hardest questions. I love hard questions. Don't you feel like Shangela was robbed? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we no. love Shangela. No. We do love Shangela. We're going to get into it. Okay. You are from where? Tell us your story. Where are you from originally? Uh, okay, so I was born in the Philippines, okay. but I was only there for a year. Dubai for seven or eight years or so. Then Minnesota. That's where my formative years ooh, were. Ooh. And then I moved to New York in 90. 90- 1999 okay. for for college, and then uh, went to NYU. And I've kind of been Ooh. here since. I did uh, do the Peace Corps, so I was in Honduras for a couple years. What? And then I moved to Chicago with my uh, husband at the time for what? three years. And now I've been back for nine years or so consecutively. So this is a long mm-hmm. chunk of time right now. Um, and this this chapter of my life is like feeling like, oh, now, I've under- now I understand New York. I've grasped it. I do feel like I'm from New York at this point in time. Right. Yeah, um, and yeah, I've been in Sunnyside, Queens since I moved back. I um, nine years ago. That's amazing. I read your the bio you sent. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? <laughs> um, so I'm actually celebrating my uh par- my birthday party October 9th at House of Yes, and I Quick October plug. 10th is my is my actual birthday. 10 10. I'm gonna just say because age is becoming this thing where people have uh, a reaction yeah, to what weird. I say. Um, because I know I look young. Uh, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna say I'm I'm turning 30. I'm just gonna say that from now on, like, and I'm gonna just start at 30 and then move on. I'm not gonna ask you again either. So 30, it is everybody. <laughs> All right. I'm turning 40. There it is. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? I hope I need to get into your cabinets. <laughs> I need to get into the cabinets and get into your creams. Yeah, that's amazing. So you've been here for nine years in Sunnyside, Queens. Right. In the nine years you've been here, what's been the most noticeable change amongst New York City? Oh, oh, uh, amongst New York City. Well, I think it. <laughs> I mean, New York's changed so much. The pandemic's made it change. But really, New York is what you make of it. And for me, the biggest change comes from the fact that I've changed so much in the last nine years. Um, it's created a whole new environment. I've become, I've I've really like dictated my life in a lot of ways, especially yeah. within the nightlife kind of environment and yeah. community and, and implanted myself in that space where I didn't think there was room for me before. I've made sure that I've put myself in, the, in, that, in those spaces. Yeah. I still don't see many people that, are like me in a lot of ways yeah. like i've had to create that space for myself mm-hmm. um but that's been great and mm-hmm. so i think that's one of the big biggest things and and just in partnership with like the club culture kind of becoming what it has been like clubs have kind of closed and they've kind of reopened up and yeah. parties have become a thing yeah that are like moved around so um being a part of that um is cool and different and exciting that's amazing. I want to, of course, you know, we have these highlighted questions, these highlighted things. Mm-hmm. We're going to go from there. So I always like to start off with a kind of a quote. So I went on the internet and I Googled some queer quotes that I feel like would kind of encompass what I thought about you and all your work done. So this quote is something I took from Googling queer quotes, 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 quotes. Um, and the author of this quote is Cara Cara Santia Maria. I'm going to make sure that this is written down somewhere you can find this. But okay, the quote goes, science is actual. I think, of, I think a very creative venture 
It requires thinking outside the box. It requires an ability to open, to be open to new experiences and an ability to change course in the middle. Try different paths or go a different way entirely. Um, when you hear that quote, does it bring anything up for you? Does it feel like you feel like it like apply, especially when yeah. to the quitting the job part? Well, I, I I agree with that completely. And every time I've kind of uh, put myself in new territory or or ventured outside the box, that's when you find the most about yourself. That's when you you know kind of gain the most because you're flexing you know your muscles and you're Absolutely. you're creating new neurons and like all those yeah. things. Um, for me with the job, that was like, I was stagnant. I had been in that place for five years. It was a video production company. Um, I wasn't in love with it. I was like nervous that I was failing at my job all the time. And I, all of a sudden I flash forward another five. I was like, oh, I've been here for five years. And then all of a sudden in one one day, I was at my office at my desk uh, and I was like, another five years, like, is this going to be exactly the same? Yeah. And that freaked me out. And immediately I was like, I need to leave. And so then I just like gave my two weeks at that point. I'd already been dabbling in my drag and, yeah. and kind of like finding my way there and having a lot of fun with it. Um, and I knew I wanted to spend more time doing that. And so uh, without really kind of developing a plan, I, I quit first and then kind of was like, I'll figure it out. Oh, I, mean, I like that. I do that a lot. I You're do a that a risk lot. taker, huh? Yeah. I mean, that's how I moved to New York. I didn't, I didn't gain, I didn't gather enough information before I made that decision. I yeah. just was like, okay, I'm going. Like nobody, yeah. even in Minnesota, like my counselors didn't know what NYU was or anything. So I, I didn't get any of the assistance. I was just kind of like, oh, it's New York. It's like a public school, like Minnesota, U of M, which is the only other school I got into. And I was like, I'm just going to go you, for it. You said that New York was going to be like Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, I just, as far as like the schooling, I don't okay. know. I didn't know anything. Mm. Well, you, um, you, I'm pretty sure you're happy you still took the plunge. Cause it's oh, I'm always happy when I follow that, those instincts and that gut feeling. Mm. It's always led me the right way. And it, it's scary because it happens so fast. Yeah. And this has happened. It happened with my marriage. I mean, I was with my partner for 12 years and, and there was the same kind of feeling of like, mm, I can't be in this anymore. And, mm. you know, I had to have that conversation like then and there. It had Ooh, to happen. And I so that's like when that, that what, happened. What's your sign? I'm a Libra. October okay. 10th is my birthday, as I mentioned earlier. I, Please I come to my party at House of Yes, October 9th. I'll, I'll <laughs> There'll be a show at midnight. Damn, I won't be here. You go. Ah. And then I'm also Aquarius Moon, Scorpio Rising. And you like short walks to the ATM. <laughs> Let them know. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know where to, how to follow how follow you up. Sometimes uh, crack me up. Me either. <laughs> um, there is a, um, me. yeah, not firing at all cylinders today again. But please bear with me. Um, in, in listening to you guys, there were a few things that came to mind. Um, you had mentioned a little bit about representation. And so I thought you were a Pinoy. I saw the sun. Oh, yeah. And Am I tattooed? Yeah. My mom's from Batangas, actually. Okay. Yeah. So what part of the Philippines are you from? I was born in Manila. Manila. Yeah. Okay. So I'm half yeah, Filipino. My mom's Filipino. Okay. My dad's a uh, white Polish dude. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's nice to, I think we're seeing a little bit more of inclusion of uh, mixed race people, uh, Southeast Asian specifically, mm -hmm. um, in our in media, but also like in nightlife, there's not enough of it. Right. And it's nice to see faces like, you know, people that look like us, it's mm -hmm. important representation matters. Absolutely. Um, also, so you said you went to NYU. Yeah. Um, did you say where, what you studied? What were your, your majors? Well, I, I really, in high school, was into the arts and theater. I yeah. was a theater kid, yeah. a band nerd. Um, I also played sports. I was a very well-rounded person. Uh -huh. But my parents uh, didn't want me to devote you know, myself to the arts. So I ended yeah. up kind of just, I think it started with economics, and then it was like psychology, and then eventually it ended with 
photojournalism, but the entire time I was spending all my extracurriculars like in film and theater and all my friends were film kids okay. and I was getting cast uh, in a lot of theater shows and um, I just want to tell this story really quick. My Please. first my first boyfriend ever, I met in college, I was uh, a sophomore and he was a theater kid. He was in Tish and I didn't realize at the time that he was a pretty terrible person and like emotionally sure, abusive yeah. and I'm pretty sure he has like that narcissistic like personality disorder or something yeah like yeah. He had all the signs but i didn't know any of that then yeah. uh he was my first everything so i fell in love with him i think that felt real um and i got cast in a musical and he told me and he would say these sort of things like oh, you're you're just not you're not meant for tv you're too short you're you shouldn't be you're like you have, a birth, you have a birthmark on your face like no one's gonna hire you whatever but i kept getting cast you know and i got cast in this musical he wasn't the only tish kid that hated me like they all did because i wasn't in the studio i was taking up a, a role apparently but he said to me when I got cast in the musical, he's like, you need to quit that. You're going to embarrass yourself. And I listened so to him Jesus. and I, I quit. I quit the musical. Oh, my goodness. And I, at that point, I didn't get on stage again ever until three years ago when I started doing drag again. And I didn't process that until I was literally on a stage three, three and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, my first drag performance and I was shaking in my fucking heels. Ooh. And I was like, and it felt I was nervous, but I felt it felt right. And I like remembered that feeling of being on stage. And I could not believe at that point in my life, only three years ago, mm -hmm. you know, at 36, that uh, he had such a traumatic kind of like influence on me that I'm I hadn't so been sorry. on stage like since then. So I did a lot of other artistic stuff yeah, good. in the meanwhile. Sir, finally, like right. this giant circle, circle back, back to this. Um, <sighs> was it your birthday? That Was that your first time with the burlesque show? The one where you did Lady Mama Lodge with the rest of the... The, the whole entire cast you were part of? Was that your first time being back on stage? No, no. That was, uh, did it look like my first time? Oh my goodness. You thought, no. I mean, I, I would know. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't no, seen was, me on stage anything. I was, oh I was uh, a little bit more seasoned at that point. No, my first time was, I, I played competitive dodgeball here in the city and yes. a bunch of dollar dodgeballers and I got together to create a show. We were all amateur and we did that in like February at Bar Nine, which is in Hell's Kitchen. Okay. Um, I put a little show together and it was really, really cute. And I was, I did a dodgeball number. <laughs> I like that. It was I fun. mean, no, when I saw you, I was blown away. It was maybe about, I think it was about maybe two or three years, three years ago. It was, it was definitely cold. It was in fall. Mm -hmm. It was a burlesque, and me and Anthony came. Yeah. He wore pasties, and you, you were your 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 boyfriend at the time. And I was blown away. There was a Lady Mama Lodge number. You know how long I've been waiting to be Christina my entire life. And I'm going to get a part of a production. Okay. But you did amazing. Thank you. I did have you, a wig that you, I made. If you, you want to borrow it. I do want to borrow it. I want to borrow a wig, wig, period. It's going to go to your wig closet <laughs> yeah, and put them all on. Freaking giant man. Um, that was a great show. Did you produce that show? I did produce that show. That was one of the first Retro Factory parties that we did. Yeah. Uh, that was Retro Moulin, Yeah. we uh, Voulez-vous was the name of that one. Um, speaking of which... Let's ask it like elementary school style. Your tell us about your first drag interaction when you know your first drag performance. You're like, I want to do this. Yeah, I mean, I had been so my first time getting head to toe in drag was the Women's March in DC. No, I want to know about your first time you ever seen a drag show. Oh, oh gosh. Hmm. Uh, I honestly can't pinpoint an exact moment but i do know like uh peppermint is actually a friend of mine and okay. um my ex was the gm of therapy so he would like hire a bunch of queens and, and peppermint was one of them and so i just remember being kind of in awe of a lot of the drag queens that 
kind of came through therapy, especially like, right. you know, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, 13 years ago. And so Peppermint was one of them that definitely stood out. Okay. Um, and just some other like friends that I got to meet off the stage too. Uh, like um, Sherry Vine and, and um, I'm trying to remember who else. Love Sherry. But like there, there were a lot of them. And there so, was a lot of them. Yeah. And, and especially in that era, like it was, it was kind of different than it is now. Um, yeah. Is there anyone in particular that you look up to? Ah, uh, well, so this was the thing. Like, uh, my ex too. He he was he did a little bit of drag. So my my first wigs and and clothes that all it all came from him. And he's very theater. So like, where I started out, I like saw that, but I didn't connect with it. Like, that's not my drag at all. Yeah. And and those were kind of the rules of the road. So like, even my ex too, seeing my drag and how it started for me, he was confused by it because when I started with my drag, uh, maybe a performance would start because i created a wig out of a mop head or something and and that's that was the start of it like that and he didn't understand like that point of view and so the ex that was in theater uh the one my husband my ex-husband who who kind of introduced me to drag to be honest because uh he had all the stuff you know okay and um and that's what i used and and he had the friends and like showed me for the first time uh, drag shows probably right um but yeah, I'd never really connected with it in that way. My my drag is definitely more like I don't know avant garde or like weirder or artsy or clown like. Yeah, or, no, <laughs> it's very theatrical. It's still it, it makes me ask a question. It makes me want to watch you. I'm yeah. Like, well, look at those lips. <laughs> look at those lips. I want to go back to this. I know. Hopefully, I'm not it's just jumping no, over no, your. Please, please. Um, you left. You talked about your snap decision of being at your desk, being five years into your career, a lot of people probably have spent more time in, to, in a career where they're not really sure. Mm-hmm. What, was there a, a, a weighing of success and happiness? Because this is a full-time job where you're getting paid a study income. You probably had you know benefits and things going. Were you ever like, am I happy here? Or Oh yeah, for sure. I was definitely just questioning my future. And, and f- I like to... I like to change things up. Like that's just me. I, my hair is always different. I yeah. tried. I tried a mustache for a couple months, a yeah. few years back, um, and <laughs> it did go very well. But uh, I having a job for five years. That was the longest job I'd ever had. Like I was. I'm all constantly like evolving and changing. My interests change, and a part of me at that point also thought that was a problem. Like I never thought I had the focus. Yeah. Um. And so when I did have this job for as long as I did, a part of me was thinking like, Oh, this is this is good for me. I need to do this. Yeah. Kind of falling into a little bit of a trap, I think of what society tells you is needed. It's nerve wracking. Right. And all the while, especially toward the end, uh, and I found my drag and I was doing that and I wasn't working a whole lot, but I was getting some gigs. I was like, maybe there's a potential for me to make this happen more or more full time. Um, that really didn't actually happen until after the pandemic. When I quit my job, it was a big struggle. I was, I didn't make any money. Uh, mm-hmm. I had all these other side gigs like bike messaging, working at a yoga pop up, like random, you know, cocktail serving or bartending Ooh. gigs, Ooh, like, like whatever I could find. And I was like exhausted. It was so exhausting. And then I finally found my footing. I thought even, th- even still with those other side gigs. Yeah. Um, but I finally had a way to like pay my rent. And that was like in late January, February of 2020. So I was like, I'm finally making it. And then like the Ooh, pandemic happened. Right. And I was like, no, I finally I made That's it. That's no. crazy. I, it probably like was like a blind side for you because I mean, performance art, which we all live 
if you come to New York City, it, you will see it, you will love it, you'll live for it, you'll want to go and see more of it, was like sucked oh, out of our first, It was the very first thing that was completely like, yeah. I was like, y'all sure you don't want to, we mean, <laughs> at some point, some drag queens were going around, I think, was it Magenta was going around, and Brooklyn was going around doing pop-up drag shows from the car. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, I was performing side, in Central Park. I was performing in Washington Square Park. Yeah. Um, it was kind of cool because all of a sudden there was this amazing art like in the streets again. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I was, you know, introducing drag to a new audience. Yes. Yeah. A new audience that doesn't even know about it. So yeah. It's almost like a little educational tool for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you touched on this a little bit, but what was your position at your job at this, uh, in your, in your, this thing you were doing for... The video production company. It was a it was a very boutique uh, kind of operation. There were okay. only seven of us mm-hmm. uh, full time employees, so all hands on deck for any kind of live event. And we did a lot of stuff with you know pharmaceutical companies and like law firms for th- that was our bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So it was very like gen- it wasn't very creative, but I was the creative director. And so mm-hmm. toward the end, um, that was kind of a title I I just kind of finagled and made for myself. Uh, which they agreed to because you know I did help create the whole brand of the company. Um. And then within the gigs, like creating, you know, graphics and set design uh, pre and then during. Yeah. I, I would sometimes be on camera. Sometimes I would like but it, direct and then post. I would do uh, post editing and whatever else, too. So yeah. A little bit of everything. Fuck that camera. We're not going to use that one anyways. Is she, what, she She's know, still on. We're at 38. Oh, we're at 38. You're getting through this. You are. You are. You're telling your story and you are doing it <laughs> live and right. I think that we can also, once again, go back to our sponsors. <laughs> we don't have any sponsors, but if you would like to support Queer Late Night, you can by going to us on Instagram at Queer Late Night, or you can follow me at Elmet Colors, where there's links in the bios to our GoFundMe, um, and you can send direct messages about the show, questions that you have about the artists that attend the show, anything you have really. I want to make this a more queer, encompassing, open conversations. If you are listening to this, you're listening to Queer Late Night. I'm here interviewing Zach Job. No S. <laughs> Zach Job. And slash glow job. Glow job. Slash mm-hmm. glow job. You're we're, we're far ahead. We're all caught up with, you know, everything in the past. Mm-hmm. What but you know Last thing, what was your first party? What was your Ooh. first successful party? Ooh. I'm going to ask you about your emotions about that. Okay. <laughs> um, first successful party that, that like I threw? Yes. Uh, honestly, it was... Uh, I mean, house parties, like my own little gather- gatherings yeah. at my house were always like super fun. And me and my ex, we, we really enjoyed doing that. And honestly, our wedding was off the chain so much fucking fun. And we, we threw it at therapy. We were the first like couple to get married at therapy and like have our have our party at therapy it was jam-packed it was so much fun we you know thought about everything that happened at a wedding and kind of like questioned why is this happening at a wedding and just made our own rules so like yeah you know we didn't have a single aisle we had like you know that we introduced our wedding party we we made it a, we made I it like really that. fun yeah and there were like shows and there was like you know dancing obviously i like that so in a way that that kind of uh made me realize that i can produce my own party yeah you know you it's it's one thing to go to a party or go to a venue, go to anything, a wedding, whatever it is, and you look at things and you're like, you're not judging them. You're like, I think I could probably do that or I would do that differently. Mm-hmm. And then eventually getting to the point where like, oh, you know, I can do it. I'm just going to do it. Because this show started from me like having one microphone yeah. and uh, getting drunk with my friends and having really <laughs> meaningful conversations that like, you know, more people could benefit from interactions like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, your turn. Ooh, snap. Let's see. Where are we at? Oh, <laughs> she's reading some paper, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know if I'm jumping too far ahead. Uh, what are you occupying yourself with? It sounds like you're busy. Um, what are you looking forward to in terms of... Uh, your um my career. your endeavors yeah my endeavors um well let me just say like it's been a pleasant surprise to see where i am now i wasn't expecting it especially for it to ramp up as like hard and fast as it is because you know pandemic happened i thought i lost everything and then i was just yeah. trying to do my own thing like i was performing in the park mm-hmm. i was making little videos you know mm-hmm. that sort of thing and trying to stay mm-hmm. creative and it took a second for me to feel like oh i guess glow job is not dead and like she's still around and people saw were you know people were seeing me i was getting made Oh, the the uh, Met Gala last year, the pandemic Met Gala. Like, yeah. <gasps> I was just like making looks at home, and uh, I, you know, I kind of got went mini viral a little bit with some of the looks I created because oh. like they kept getting reposted and stuff. So that That's gave awesome. me a lot of encouragement, it made my creative juices flow again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got hit by a motorcycle in July of last year, so I'm I sorry. broke my leg and my clavicle. I was like going between <sighs> protests, and like I just uh, wasn't paying attention because that day I was given music to. Uh, a track that I was asked to star in a music video for, uh, Bright Light, Bright Light, and I was fantasizing. I don't normally listen to music when I'm on my bike, and so I totally just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. So I got smashed by my, you know, by a motorcycle. I had four weeks to heal before they wanted to film the music video, so I was like, I need to oh get healthy God. fast. So I did. I got, I got so healthy so fast in four weeks' time that I did the music video. That whole process made me appreciate my body more, appreciate life more, you know, all that stuff. Totally. Um, and I... I I ended up kind of focusing on pole dancing. Uh, that yes. became my new endeavor. Um, things weren't open up. I was like, great. I, I'm going to, I had this opportunity to be a work study at Body and Pole in the city. And so I did. And so I started training since January of this year, like nonstop up until like the world started opening up again too soon, in my opinion. But like <laughs> for like, you know, three or four months, I was training, you know, 20 to 40 hours a week uh, on pole dance wow. and aerial. And so like I got really Amazing. good really fast. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the world opened up. I was like, you know, again, I wasn't ready, but. I started pitching myself as a pole dancing drag queen and that's when Suzanne like got more notice of me. She also started hiring me for gigs over the pandemic, like virtual stuff. Suzanne saw you and, yeah, Suzanne and, reached, Barks was and like, reached out to you. Well, she reached out to me. She's like, we're starting stuff up. And I was like, by the way, I pole dance now. And she's like, so let's do an act together. Like what she's like, what well, let's, what can you do? I like things that are different. And I'm like, okay, well I'm doing this. And she was the one that gave me the idea of like, can you, can you do a wig reveal on the pole? I'm like, yes. And so like, that's like one of the like crowning moments of, of my acts is this crazy like I fly back and my wig flies off. Ah. So anyway, I've been doing a lot of that. Um, what a- I've been working with House of Yes. Um, I'm going to be in a movie. This is the big thing. I just got so I just got cast as a stunt person drag queen for Billy Eichner's new movie Bros. Uh, so I'm uh, actually going for so a fitting funny. tomorrow and I'm filming next week. So it's going to be Congrats. really cool. Thanks. Yay. So that's you my better gig. start saying no to these unpaid ass I know. interviews. And that's a, that's a good gig. That's a really good gig. Oh, I'm really happy for you. Wait. So funny. Oh. Billy Eichner yelling at people in the street. I love it. I, want, I wish he hit them with a the microphone. I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't want <laughs> that. I don't support violence on this show. Listen, I want to ask you a question because I went to, what's the Friday night show? Um, New York, New York, New York. I went to that for the first time. My mouth was open the entire yeah. time. I could not believe there were so many talented people. I love that show so much. What is interacting with Suzanne like? Is she's the best? She does everything via phone. Like she books everything herself. Um, that particular show she does with uh, Lola Von Rocks as well uh, produces it. But she, for me, she like books. She calls me to book me. Yes. Um, and I love talking to her. And she'll like you know she takes time. She shoots the shit. She's 
so lovely. Yeah. So encouraging. She's funny. She definitely has an eye. I was so flattered because um, for Fashion Week, she asked if I would be uh, a part of the Uggs New York Fashion Week partnership she had. And the I got the biggest compliment of my life, I feel like. She was she was talking about that whole concept of how like, you know, they, they want the, we want like club kid, we want clown, we want vaudeville. So what what are you? What category are you? And I was like, maybe I'm like a slutty clown stripper. Right. And she's like, yeah, okay, but no, you're just glow job. You're your own category. And I'm like, <gasps> wow. Oh, wow. Like, are you kidding me? She, she said that about me. Right. Oh, uh, wow. That's like a moment when I like, you get to stay on RuPaul's I know. Drag Race. You get to be your own category. Uh, Extremely but I definitely am a slutty clown stripper. Mm, yeah. A slutty clown stripper. Well. <laughs> I also want to, too, because I do, I I see, I picked you because I follow you. See, I can only name this stuff off because I follow you on, on Facebook. Uh-huh. I don't like people on Facebook. <laughs> um, you did a fitness journey uh there was a fitness journey you were like documenting it too uh-huh. on facebook and part of it was it part of that the pole dancing or would that was something totally separate because you have a, have a whole body oh well pole dancing changed my life in so many ways especially like physically i'm like don't look at me now I've, i haven't been training like in three weeks because i've been so please, busy please. like i've had you to like great. actually stop the program <laughs> i stopped the program short because i literally just can't wait it's a program it's a whole year commitment the work study program so when I joined, it was all I was doing in January in the winter. Like I had nothing else going on. So I was just documenting my progress for myself because I, I wanted to see my progress. And a lot of you know people enjoyed seeing it. So I just kept posting about it, my training you know, yeah. and whatnot, learning new new skills, new skill alert. Wait, okay, so I just you just blew my mind. It's not one of these because you know you watch one movie, you think everything like in New York City works like that. It's a program, the pole dance. I've been interested in pole dancing. Chris, Ricky Roman is a great pole dancer. Um, I am not. Mm-hmm. I actually have been a scripper. I use chairs, props, box, a, a tissue. Do it. The program is you commit for a year. You get unlimited trainings. You have mentors. You have workshops. Like all those things. So I saw that advantage. Yeah. Who is this through? Body and pole. Is that in that's in Brooklyn? That's in Chelsea. That's like on twenty. You want to yeah. sign up? Twenty sixth. Twenty seventh. We should. Twenty sixth. Sign seven. up. Um, we don't yeah, they're, they're looking for new work studies right now. Just FYI, and awesome. it's a work studies program. I, yeah, I need a couple. Of, this old dog needs a couple of new tricks. <laughs> a few new tricks. Um, I also have my own pole in my bedroom now, though. So, like, I mean, I've had that for a while. But is it bolted to the wall? No, it's like a pressure mounted. Uh huh. Yeah, it's floor to ceiling. So many windows. It's it's, I, it's pretty solid. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I hope so. Babe, for <laughs> your sake. Please be careful. You, is oh, it yeah. near the window? Uh, no. Okay. I, th- I had one and I had screwed it in apparently not well and I went to go swing up just came down everything came down so hard it came down hard nothing oh broke God. though but well, I didn't good. I didn't put it back up yeah that's my story okay. <laughs> <laughs> so just be careful it scares me of course. I went to um, script once and I I kind of used the pole but I use it in a way like I'm gonna go near it. I'm gonna dance on it. <laughs> uh-huh. when I got I'm gonna a, go near it. When I got a few oohs and a few ahs and I got like three docks, I was like, let's get away from the pole. Yeah. Then when I got off the pole, someone literally was like, why the fuck is the pole so greasy? It was my body oil. Oh boy. Like, oh, oh yeah. Was, you fucking bitch. Oh, that's I, the you person. Could, you could you it was people. me. Absolutely. I was like, and I was, gonna, I'm gonna slide off the fucking seat. Yeah. And I was over there looking like Tanya Hart, and I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Uh, um, sabotage. It was savage. I wanted to do that. Wow. Um, Fenty savage. <laughs> um, so you didn't skip ahead. You did great. Okay. We always want to, you know, look 
for it to the future. But I don't like people, I don't want people to give away too much. I don't mm-hmm. want to give away too many of your endeavors of what you got because I want positive energy. I don't want anyone hearing this and throwing anything out there, bad juju. Cursing you. Cursing right. your yeah. curses. <laughs> oh, fucking oh, TikTok witchcraft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. None of that. Witch talk. Five years, five words. Five years, five words. I read this, I was like, I, I don't understand. And five, and to describe, in, in five years, describe what you would like to see for yourself, but only using five words. Oh my God. And you don't got to go in because you're not, you're being mysterious because you don't want to give away what you, you're doing, so you're uh-huh. only going to use words. You don't have to, but. Ooh, this is I'd hard. Like, um, let's see, I'm going to go with. Uh, he got. Circle. Okay. Survivor. <laughs> Oh God! Are you naming TV shows? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Okay. Uh, Circle Survivor. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else can I say? Um, in five years, ah, that's so far away. Uh, international. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, House of Pancakes. (laughs) Uh, this is hyphenated. One woman show. Okay. Is that five? I think about four. Yeah. One, one, one. yeah. And then um, haircut. <laughs> haircut. Yeah. You're not going to grow your hair out continuously? It's real long right now. How long? It's like down do a, in my do butt. A, wow. Do a hair off. Hair off? No. <laughs> no, it's not, such a bitch. Okay. It's, well, then yeah. I do no, want to see like, yours. It's like down no, a, yours it's almost down to my crack. That's really? where I want wow. Yeah, it's long. How it's long gotten really growing it? Um. I think so it's been like three years journey. now, maybe. Yeah. Are you do you journey. do you? Okay. Well, I bleached the hell out of it like a while ago, and so like it should be longer, but it's like broken off. Oh, mm-hmm. so this is the split ends was telling you about. This is when you trim it, right? I don't know. See, I did trim it, and I, I was like really annoyed that I but trimmed that it because it like a whole year something. lost from trimming it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, bullshit. Do you ever? Are you going to use a half wig? I love a half. I don't know. I actually don't know what life is like being a drag queen with short hair. Like it because right now I use my long hair to like pin it, pin the wigs in. So, yeah. It, yeah. but also I can't. I can't really like do too many wig reveals because the bun like it gets right. in the way. That's my head is large right. already. Do, do you <laughs> use your hair at all for your own drag? Do you like add? I have stuff? a couple times, yeah. Where you like into yourself? You're like, I have this ponytail is only mm. half half used. A little bit. It's it's not as like full as you would want it to be for yeah. for a drag queen, you know. Right. But when I was at the Virgin right. pool party or whatever, I like stripped down to basically just a thong, and then I took off my head thing and just dunked my head in the water and like whipped oh. my hair around. My <laughs> actual These hair. These two things we love: when a drag queen catches on fire, or she gets wet. Yeah, those are our favorite things. <laughs> um, uh, where am I on this fucking paper? Hold on. It says, "Ask questions about." Oh, perfect. You're you're doing so good. Thank Ooh, you. Once again. This podcast is meant to inspire people, not only that, but give more queer artists an opportunity to share their story. Um, to people that are working a nine to five, like myself, who wants Ooh. to one day, eventually, mm-hmm. probably soon, branch out to doing more creative stuff, what's your advice to them? Just like grab the bull by the horns, make your own destiny. Like I used to sit on the sidelines a lot, especially when I think about the nightlife world. You know, I would go out and uh, I wouldn't see anybody like me. I wouldn't be able to get in to the club sometimes i wouldn't be able to cut line for sure and part of me wanting to get into nightlife to create glow job was because i didn't want to pay to get in i didn't want to wait in line i wanted to be a part of the culture and so i started like really dressing up and it's kind of like they they go hand in hand um and now i feel like i am creating a name for myself out there i'm i'm doing everything I, i set myself up to do 
and I am kind of just dictating it for myself. And yeah. and and I believe in myself, so other people believe in me. You know what I mean? Amen. Well said. Yeah. I'm proud mm-hmm. of that's you know I'm proud That's of contagious you. in a good it's, way. Definitely crazy. <laughs> and you know, it's back to where we started. It's stepping outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't be comfortable and take risk at the same time. Then it's Amen. not fucking risk. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> to pull that depends down, girl, and you walk mm. out there and you poop yourself. You poop yourself. <laughs> double down. You double, smell that? Right. <laughs> you know, whip it in their face. Do you want to do care? care? You, you have yes, this Yes, yes, yes. I want to follow that up with um, how liberating and how... Um, Gosh, the high of of scaring yourself, right? Of putting mm, yourself in a new position. Absolutely. It's it's just that, isn't it? You know what I mean? You I mean that's when you like discover when you, when you, yourself. Yes, like yes. and honestly, like let's talk about psychedelics places. a little bit too. Yeah. Like that's when you really put yourself on the edge of what you, what you know. Yeah. You know? Totally. And then you can look past that point. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're at the edge. You can look yeah. further and you're like, whoa, I have all this in front of me, uncharted yeah, territory. Totally. That is what is exciting to me. Right. And that's why I always love taking risks. That's why mm. I love, you know, challenging myself yeah. and like trying new things. Mm-hmm. Um, I never want to be comfortable, you know, because that's that's mm-hmm. the death of me. I Amen. Think. Yeah. You, it's, yeah. Well said. I well am said. curious to know. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Curious. Mm-hmm. Curious to know. You just said you're going to get paid. I like that. What's your self-care? How do you Mm. give yourself self-care? Oh, man. I definitely am trying to focus on that more now because uh, I don't put enough attention to that, I don't think. But I am going to start getting massages weekly. (laughs) That's a new thing. I like my body is like so like tight little ball. Mm -hmm. And my friend is actually um, trying to start his own like massage business. So I'm going to be like one of his clients and shit and like just start getting that going. So there's that and sleep prioritizing sleep. Yes. How many um, hours? I mean, eight is ideal, like to get minimum. I don't get that. Okay. Sometimes I do. Did you know? Um, not to cut you off. Some I read somewhere you're not even supposed to get eight. It's recommended. It was a way to put them to sell mattresses. Your body's supposed to be its own alarm clock. Oh well, right. yeah, I agree with right. that. Yeah. When I don't have anything important to do, and I I, I feel like I want to get up at a certain time, like yeah. let's say I want to get up to go to the beach. I will not set my alarm and I will get up exactly when I need to get up. Yeah. That, mm. that does happen. Um, but if I have nothing to do and I want to sleep, I could go 12 hours. Like I could just like comfortably sleep for 12 hours, <sighs> which is rare, with, but I love those with, moments yeah, when I can shut out too. Yeah. It's the best. You, I love sleep. Less knows, less knows like I, yeah, I, I went into, I, I go into his room. It's like a vampire. I'm like, what is going on? Why is it so dark, bitch? I'm sleeping. Um, and then the last thing of self care is like dancing and just being joyful like yeah. that is a part of mm-hmm. self-care too you know yeah. i make sure like that i'm doing that while i'm work quote unquote working or working. like out and about like i i'm making sure i have joy that is self-care that's amazing i want to give you an opportunity to once again tell us what's coming up for you um i know that you're a producer at retro factory what parties you have planning um what to expect from you coming down the road you know, just give us that 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 last little plug. Absolutely. Well, link in bio. <laughs> uh, my Instagram is Queen Glow Job. Um, my non drag account is the Acrozac. So there's like fun stuff there too. But um, it's all listed. It changes all the time. I have a lot of stuff coming up. There's uh, a show tomorrow at Lucky Thirteen, uh, a drag poll number. Uh, but maybe that'll be post since this won't be coming out right now. But um, there's also what else I have going on? I'm doing a film, so that's happening. Yay! Uh, my production company is doing something in uh, partnership with the LGBTQ Task Force, 
Uh, it's going to be a fundraising event at House of Yes on November 17th, which is a Wednesday, um, which will feed into the Everybody Party that is already happening, which is a very queer, uh, heavily like POC, uh, community-driven night at House of Yes. So I'm very excited that we're kind of partnering with both House of Yes and the task force. Uh, so that's something to look out for. The task force is... The LGBTQ task force is an organization that's been around since the 70s. And um, they are kind of a powerhouse organization Organization that I feel like a lot of young people don't know about because mm-hmm. they've been around forever. But they they help like create legislative change and oh. you know fight for fight for all the good stuff for, oh, for wow. our community. I like, um, I like that. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to look that up and try to get someone to come and speak because i did not know about that you just, yes you just told me about that also can you please keep me abreast the house of yes i feel like i try to keep up with everything everyone's doing but i always find there's out a lot what, going on right now yeah so. and it's saturday and i'm like i don't have anything to do and i look <laughs> at the instagram i'm like oh the girls are having fun too bad mm-hmm. i fucking didn't read this before um <laughs> you just spoke about the task force that's one organization that you are supporting but this is the part of the show where you get a to give another organization a part. Give me one second. This fucking phone. Stop it. Great. So I know you talked about Task Force uh, yeah. being one organization that you enjoy but this is the part of the show where you get to shout out another organization what they do of course and that you support and that you encourage your followers and the followers of the show to look up and um well so i uh pretty much got heavily involved with the stonewall protest group um after you know george floyd got murdered that that came about and it had been the pretty much only consistent weekly protest group since and every thursday they would meet up um, I've had to unfortunately like step back yeah. from that just because I've been too busy and I feel terrible. But that that organization, that group, is still like kicking and like doing all the the activism that needs to be activated. <laughs> and, and like you know, what's it called? One more time, the Stonewall Protest. Stonewall Protest. So you can find them on Instagram, and um, it's led by Joel Rivera and Queen Jean. So you know, I like that. I beautiful that. trans ooh, ooh. black trans women activists. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, you last. We have one more little thing for you that we do in the last part of our segment. But last look, is there anything else you want to tell your fans, your listeners about you? Um, in in the spirit of being insightful and empowering more queer artists that are doing things. Last time, anything you forgot? Um, I would just say, you know, find the people around you that you're inspired by, and keep doing your thing and appreciate the uniqueness of you mm-hmm. and celebrate that and uh that is good enough that i like that you we here we go it's time to play our very favorite favorite new part this is the third time we've done this game but it's time to play my favorite game mary fuck chill we don't <laughs> kill anyone on this show because okay. we're correct yeah here. Um, and just we chill want, with them and we want sponsors yeah <laughs> I, I need them i'm not sorry i i'm gonna roll my eyes but i, I need them you like this show you gonna give me some money okay mm-hmm. who do we have tonight okay so it's really 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 random um <laughs> <laughs> and uh here they are so we have bradley cooper mm-hmm. gugu bathara do you know who that is no can i look her up for you because yeah. i feel like you'd recognize her okay and her I, name I'm is a, gugu yeah i'm a really big fan i just want to show you in. pop her in the yes okay Who's the third person? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh. Who? 
Benedict <laughs> I feel like you just, I sat you down. You're like, I'm gonna make up names now. <laughs> Are these all white people? Goo-goo. Okay, no, Goo Goo's not. I wanted to make sure that it's not. It was oh, Goo Goo from uh, West. Wait, uh, from uh, she's no, been no, from a lot. She's been a lot. But I recognize her mostly from Game of Thrones. Was she in Game of Thrones? Right? Oh, wait. No, I'm thinking no, somebody no, else. Thinking I'm thinking somebody else. else. Oh, God. She was in, um, for me, most notably, was... What is it? Where is it? Why do I recognize her? Is nope, it like a not nope, doctor movie? Black Mirror. She was in Black Mirror. The episode <gasps> oh, with the lesbian love story. Perro. Oh. Yes, it's my favorite Black yes. Mirror episode. I cry every time. Yes. Absolutely. Um, okay. She was in a movie recently, well, over the past couple of years, called... Uh, Color of Sound Woods. Definitely not the sound. name of the movie, but I digress. She's beautiful <laughs> and a wonderful actress. Yeah. So and then the That's third. Google. And the okay, third cool. was uh Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't know much about him either. He was God, is he Doctor Strange? I don't look at me, not doing Who fucking picked shit. these names? I did. <laughs> so really random good ones too. Um <laughs> I looked up names for Fuck Mary Kill. Okay. Okay, well, hmm. Fuck Mary, chill. Yes, mm-hmm. we're chilling, not killing. Okay. Oh gosh. Uh, Mary, Mary, chill, chill. Bradley, Gugu, Benedict. I guess. Um, I wish I knew more about them all. Uh, do you in your mind's eye? Can you do you recognize Benedict? Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. A really tall I, British guy. I can rec. Yeah, I recognize what he might look like, but yeah, I yeah. honestly don't know his work that well either. I guess this is going to just be a random answer yeah, then because it doesn't, okay. doesn't even matter. You can go um, pretty purely off aesthetic. Yeah. You know. I guess ugh, not, I'm not super excited about this, but I guess I would fuck Bradley Cooper, I guess. <laughs> we're not super excited. I don't know. It. Okay, sure, it's yeah. okay. Right. So many better options. Um, <laughs> and mm, I guess I would marry... Who you got to marry? Uh, I guess I'd marry... Benedict Cumberbatch, I suppose, and chill with Gugu. All right. All right. I would marry Gugu and chill with Benedict. Yeah. And fuck Bradley Cooper. Mm. Okay. Because I like toxic. I don't even know if he's toxic. I like Bradley Cooper. I think he's toxic. I don't think he's toxic. I think he's okay. Anyone that's willing to go, let Lady Gaga, everything. Yep. That's it. (laughs) 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 This has been. Uh, What about me? Oh, fuck that. Just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think I'm going to chill with Bradley, Mary Gugu, yeah, and fuck Benedict. He's tall. Benedict so Arnold. Huh? You know what I'm saying? What a climate. <laughs> Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. You thought I just made this shit up, didn't Cumberbatch. you? Cumberbatch. His name is Cumberbatch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. But no, that is our episode from tonight. So if you enjoy seeing New York nightlife and you enjoy entertainment, I encourage you to go see Glow Jobs. Go glow job, glow job, glow job. I didn't say yes. Oh my god! I didn't. Can you imagine if I was, there was a gun? No, mm. we don't do guns. But can you imagine if it was like a life or death situation, and it, all I had to do was oh, not say yes? No, you would absolutely say yes. I would yes. say an, uh, you would be planning my be funeral. You would plan my funeral as soon as they started. They're like, yeah, okay, well, you start sweating. He's like, dead. No, glow. if you love New York City entertainment, if you support queer artists, um, I encourage you to see Glow Job. Uh, I encourage you to bring money to the show. Mm-hmm. That's important because nothing's for free. Tip those queens. Tip, tip your queens. Um, Glowjob, where can we find you? Uh. It's now. <laughs> now. Now's the plug. 
Oh, I thought I already did, but you, you can, at the end too. again, all right, Ooh. you can find me on Instagram and all social media platforms, including like Venmo and everything, at Queen Glow Job. Uh, and you can probably find me at House US a lot of the time. You can find me at Suzanne Barge a lot of the time. Um, yeah, look for me there. Awesome. I like that. And you can find me at Elma Colors. I tell you guys every interview where to find me on Instagram, but I'll tell you again, E-L-L-M-C-C-U-L-L-A-R-S on Instagram. You can follow us on YouTube. There's only two episodes right now. We're working on the YouTube channel. Ooh. And you also can follow the show on Instagram at Queer Late Night. I appreciate everyone who listens, who watches, who waits for the new episodes. Um, stay classy, stay warm, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Queer Late Night. I'm your host, Elmet Colors. Thank you, Glow Job. Thank you. you Salamat kababayan. Oh, I don't know. I don't speak to Kalak. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I eat the food, though. Woo! <laughs> uh, it means thank you, like countryman, you know? Right. Yeah. Do you know more than that? A little bit. I know when I'm about to get my ass beat by mm-hmm. my mom. Okay. Do you, do, is, your, is your mom Filipino? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do, I just could you recognize wa- that? Like. I just know her cursing. Like yeah, she, like, yeah, like Gusto Mo Palo. Yeah, yeah Putang Kinamo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm over here like... <laughs> <laughs> We're cursing at each other. I like this. This is part of my favorite part of the show. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.